Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. On this podcast, you'll hear three stories of first love. From our open mic in Hackney. This is Diana. Lower? Is this good? I don't know. Uh, All three of my true loves have been unrequited. (laughs) Including the current one. If you know him. I'm just, I'm going to share their names because they're all equally ridiculous. Carpenter, musician, artist, beautiful human being. He looks like Christian Slater in 1989, but blonde. Don't tell him if you know him, because he doesn't know. He doesn't know. But um, this has been going on for six months, by the way. Uh, Moshe Goldberg Steinberg, a nice Jewish boy from my neighborhood who my grandmother insisted that I at least ask out, and who I vomited in front of while on stage, much like now. That wasn't fun. But the first one, we worked at the zoo together, and his name was Beau Duchamp Lemaire. <laughs> Beau Duchamp Lemaire, despite his name sounding very French, was a Cajun redneck because I grew up in Louisiana, in the city of New Orleans, where Jewish intellectuals and rednecks get along, except us, because we didn't. Because I was told by the people I worked with, oh, Bo's so interested in you. He's always looking at you. He's definitely interested in you. I can tell by the way he acts, and maybe they were right. I don't know. But they were also 20, so I believed them, because I was 15 and stupid. I still am stupid, but I'm no longer 15. But... (laughs) So I was like, okay, you're definitely right. I'm, I'm going to go with this idea. He's interested in me. This is a great self-esteem booster. So I just start kind of like creeping on Bo, is how I would describe it. So I'm, I'm like maybe this tall. I weigh like about 20 pounds more now, so I'm like rounder. I'm rotund. I'm a ball shape. And I'm wearing all khaki, because that was the zoo uniform. I am a vision in khaki. I am sweating because it's New Orleans and it's a furnace outside. And I say, hey, Bo, what's up with you today? And he said, oh, it's cool. 
uh, and sort of, you know, I have to go water the, uh, I don't know, just made some excuse to get away from me, and I don't blame him, because he was a beautiful man. Still is, because I also later went to school with him. He was gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. I, ju- I just, it's, it's, when I tell you what happened, it's going to be sad, and you'll feel bad for me, but don't, because I was horrible to this boy. And he played jazz guitar, and he played it well. And when I say he played it well, I mean he played it professionally at age 15 with huge acts like Dr. John and the Neville Brothers and Trombone Shorty and Preservation Hall Jazz Band, like big names where I'm from. And I was like, he's amazing, actually really amazing. And so I went along to one of his shows when he was playing at Jazz Fest, the big music festival at the racetrack and watched him and then about a week later I sort of sidled up to him. It's still June, I'm still a vision in khaki. This time I remembered my name tag, so I've also got this which is Diana, so now he knows my name. (laughs) He didn't before, (laughs) for again, about six months. (laughs) And I said, hey Bo, I I saw you perform with Trombone Shorty at Jazz Fest, you were really good. Like really good, like really good, Bo, you you were really good. And I said, you know, I play guitar, (laughs) which was sort of true. I owned a guitar. I owned two guitars, sorry. And I, I played flamenco and classical music. I played Beethoven. He played like, like funk and jazz. He was much cooler than I will ever be or have ever been. But somehow this convinced him to continue a conversation with me. And about three weeks later, after about three more shifts, 40-hour weeks in the heat, age 15, ugh, uh, he asked me out. And, yeah, he asked me out, and he said, meet me on Tuesday, 6 o'clock, the pavilion at Audubon Park, which is a beautiful location that has been in many, many films because it's gorgeous and wonderful, and there's these big, like, romantic, like big, beautiful street lamps leading up to it that curve and like arabesques and it looks out over a pond and it's really lovely. And so I went there. I was there at 5.45 because I was raised by a paranoid Jew who told me, if you're, if you're on time, you're late. So I was like, okay, Bo clearly abides by these rules because he's a man that owns five rifles and goes frog hunting. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have a lot in common. And uh, so I, I was there and I waited an hour, and it's a quarter to seven, and he's not there, but I give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, eh, he's probably running late for something. The zoo is across the street from the park. I'm like, maybe he got caught up in something. It's fine. So I wait another 45 minutes, and it's half past seven, and I'm standing there, and it's starting to get dark outside, and my neighborhood is not a place where you go walking alone when it's dark because people have guns and they will mug you. And I wait 30 more minutes and it's eight o'clock and I come to the conclusion that Bo is not turning up. So I call my father and I say, Dad, he didn't come. And my dad genuinely says something like, but you showed up early. It's like, (laughs) 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 okay, daddy. And, And I say, can you please pick me up? And he says, Yes, okay, I'll pick you up. And he didn't ask any questions about it because he's a reasonable human. <laughs> he just brought me home. I was like, it's okay, kiddo. I know how you feel. It's like, thank you. 
But uh, what I found out the next day is that what Bo had done is sent around two of his friends in a car to take photos of me waiting there, sadly, dejectedly for him. And in that moment, I wanted to shrivel up and die. <laughs> it was the most atrocious thing that has ever happened to me, really. But happy side note, two years later, high school graduation, everyone's wearing like scratchy blue turban or tunics, th those things. And Bo, because we later went to school together, comes up to me and he says, remember that time when I did that horrible thing to you? But he didn't say what it was, even though we both knew. He said, remember that, that thing that happened? I felt bad about that for two years and I'm really sorry. And I wanted you to know that I will never ever do that to another human being. And I said, okay, Bo, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> the next story on the theme of first love is from Gretel. Hi. Okay. It's 2007. I'm 19, going on 20, and I think the world belongs to me, and everything is this peachy fairy tale. I'm living with my first ever boyfriend. And we've been together for about a year and a half already, and despite the incidents of this story, we stayed together for about another year and a half because it's um, first love and that's what you do when you're stupid. And um, anyway, so he was just amazing. I was madly, madly in love with him and his art school haircut and his eyes and his crooked smile and the fact that he was a couple of years older than me. He was by all means just very cool. And I was quite stupid. Anyway, um, so yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. We lived together and we spent a lot of time together. One day we came home from work and we were doing our kind of regular wind down routines. For him, it was playing something on the Xbox, of course. And for me, it was something much more cultural and grown up, like um, binge watching Netflix or Disney movies, you know. Uh, <laughs> and time went on and I just kind of thought I, I need to go to bed. It was about midnight and I wanted him to come too. So sidled on over to him. You, you going to bed? Do you want to come? Just like, yeah, yeah, I think I'll just finish this game. Okay, sorry, sorry. Um, how rude of me to even ask. <laughs> what I failed to mention was that we were having some problems, big ones actually, that um, I failed to realize or more, I wore rose-colored glasses over because I was young and they were big and I wanted to just spend my time worrying about, you know, the real things like making enough tips to buy equally as skinny jeans as he wore. <laughs> so off I went to bed alone again, not that I was counting, fourth day in a row, uh, <laughs> and luckily fell asleep quite easily. A little while later, though, I woke up. I think when you live with someone for a long amount of time, you get to start realizing when things aren't there. I, even in my deepest slumber, I knew that something was wrong. He wasn't in the bed and my body didn't like it. And so I thought, you know, okay, I'll do something about it. So I, I look at the clock. It's 3 a.m., three hours after I'd gone to bed. 
three hours after he said, yeah, I'll just finish this game. Three blissful hours of not knowing what was going to come next. So out of bed, I stumbled through the hallway, peeked into the lounge, and before I could even properly think about my words, out of my mouth came, so, long game then, in the most bitchy, snarky, horrible girlfriend way that there is. And I know that I had no proper reason to be mad, but I was. Like I said, I was madly in love. Mad being the appropriate word here. Um, he didn't really answer. It was just more of a mumble. Hmm, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I'll be in. I'll, I'll be in in a minute. Fixated on the green and white pixels flicking around the screen. <sighs> okay, fine. That was my invitation to leave. Back to the bedroom I went. And I wish this is where the story could end. I wish that I could just have fallen asleep and been fine with it and, you know, but no. I sat on the bed and I watched the minutes go by. I wanted to give myself a reason to be mad at him that he had decided to not come to bed. So I sat and then it was 4am and that was my limit. And so I thought, I will do the one thing that I know will work, the one definite thing that will get him to bed, and that was to entice him with all my female charm. My boyfriend, who I shouldn't have to entice because, you know, he loved me. So back again into the corridor, walking slowly down. I take my T-shirt off a little bit closer. The underwear comes off. All of this in front of his face. So how about now? Are you coming to bed? I purred. Probably not like that, because I'm sure it was a lot more sexy. And I think <laughs> it's very possible that I did a sexy dance as well, and I don't want to think about that. <laughs> but I was like, this is going to work. This is it. The, the game is over. I've won. I knew that then he was going to throw his controller down and he'd be pushing my buttons. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, no. <sighs> he was still there, glued to his seat. He looked to the right with just his eyes, not even his whole head, just his eyes. Yeah, I think I'll be in in a minute. And that's my first love. We have one more story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's from Davina. And it contains some strong language. Here it is. I'm very nervous, I'm very sweaty, and I might cry. So, um, but yeah, just laugh when you think I want you to laugh. And please, it'll just make this a lot easier for me. So even if this is shit, it'll be nice if you just laugh. Um, Okay, so, yeah, apart from all of that, this story is actually a really nice one. But, um, yeah, I don't know, I'll see where this takes me. Um, So, yeah. My first love happened when I was 18 years old. Um, I met him my third week of university. It was amazing. I still think he's a very amazing man. Um, We didn't end on bad terms. We just ended because he wanted to move to Australia. I didn't want to move. I'm very happy that that kind of finished because the place I am now in my life... I don't. I did think he held me back a little bit, but I don't doubt anything that happened. It was an ama- He's an amazing human being, and he's made me a lot of who I am today. Um, so growing up, um, awkward brown girl with lots of white friends. No boys ever fancied me. Um, it's very much like I wasn't nice and curvy. I didn't have big boobs. I wasn't blonde. I wasn't like brown haired. I was very much sort of quite skinny, awkward, brown girl. That was the vibe I was giving off. Um, yeah, a lot of guys were my mates, but they were like, and every time I used to get excited, cause I was like, oh my God, this one might fancy me. Like, oh my God. It was like, yeah, actually, mate, Justine is so fit. Have you seen her back off? It's huge. And I was just like, fuck. I was like, that is not my back off. Um, so, yeah, but... Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up in Dudley, so, like, near Birmingham. Um, Nice school, sort of, like, you know, brown people, black people, white people. I just surrounded myself with beautiful white girls. (laughs) Looking back, I didn't really do a lot for my self-esteem. But, yeah, sort of, I think a lot of brown girls that I grew up, like my cousins and stuff, and my friend, Sana now, I think we can all sort of sympathise with it. Um, Casual sort of racism. So sort of, oh, Davina, yeah, she's like, she's, she's all right. But if you shag her, I'd have to put a brown bag over her head. That sort of stuff. And it was, and hearing that, it was normal. That was normal. It was kind of like, oh, obviously he was a knob. And not all the, or not all the guys said stuff like that. But it was kind of like, yeah, she's always all right as a mate. But, you know, that's what you'd have to do. And stuff kind of like... You know, if you're fingering a girl, it's like, yeah, she's brown, but pussy's still pink. Yep, so, you know, I'm only 24. That wasn't that long ago. I don't think we've come that far. Um, But, so, not sort of, like, I wasn't, don't get me wrong, I wasn't, like, trying to, like, kill myself or anything. I was still quite happy. And we all grew up with that sort of thing. Uh, My cousins, you know, we would always chat about it. And... 
so I went through, that was high school. College, I was like getting, I was like, do you know what, actually, I'm looking in the mirror. It's not bad. I look all right. Do you know what I mean? Like, science think, this is all right, actually. Met more people. Obviously, I went to a different college, so started mixing me with other people. And basically, we're still like, but no one is fancying me. Like, I was like, I've got so much, like, stuff to give. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, but no one to give it to. Um... So then I got like, so yeah, basically I had like all my cousins and everyone was saying, do you know what though, when you go to uni, it's different. Like I basically I fancy white guys. That's what, that's the whole sort of thing. And then I was like, yeah, but white girls didn't, white guys haven't fancied me up until now. What's going to change at uni? And my cousins were like, no, they're really different. Like they're open to like new things and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I can be that new thing. <laughs> um, so basically... Um, cut a long story short, because that light just flashed. Um, I met this guy, he was amazing. Um, never ever made me feel like that awkward brown girl. Like, straight away, didn't, was like, what the fuck you want about? Because I don't care what colour you are, or what are this and that. And up until this point, the only boobs I'd ever seen were white boobs. And brown boobs look different, because we've got brown nipples. And this, this is over here, because I haven't got a bra on. And uh, so, brown girls, white t- brown nipples, brown, white t-shirt, they'd all be up in your face. They are small, but the nipples are strong. Um, so, um, basically, he saw my boobs, and up until, this, like, up until that time when he saw my boobs, I was just like, my boobs are the most weirdest-looking things ever. Like, they're just like... They're, they're really not... Now I love my boobs. I fucking think they're wicked. I really do. I wish they were a little bit bigger, but... They're just nice and round, like little eggs. They're cool. But, um, so yeah, basically, he just, he just made me love myself. And he was literally like, what the fuck you want about? He goes, your boobs are the most amazing boobs I've ever seen. And then every other part of me, he just, I honestly, I feel a bit sad because it's kind of like saying I'm a hardcore feminist and it's kind of like saying I'm give, saying that he made me who I was. But I also believe that you have to recognise amazing people in your life. And up until that point, I hadn't loved myself the way I do now. And I'm not saying that used to, everyone still has self, like, self-esteem issues and times you feel insecure. But honestly, I, I, I started watching porn. I started openly masturbating. Not openly in public. <laughs> that would, that's not right. Yeah, that's never right. But like, basically, like knowing that it's cool to masturbate and being like, yeah, I touched myself and... Yeah, you were a bit shit that night, so I had to finish myself off, like, you know, myself. But, like, it was literally, like, he, he did, he is, like, and I don't know, if he was here today, he would be fucking, like, amazing. But, like, he would be, like, oh, my God, just, like, you know. But he was amazing, and he literally just did make me a lot of who I am today. And I don't, so, basically what I'm saying is it's never... You should feel okay yourself without anyone else ever giving you that affirmation. But, you know, we are who we surround ourselves with as well. And he was an amazing person. I haven't seen him in, like, two and a half years. But I, he will always, I will always be massively thankful for how he's made me the woman I am today. Itching to make it to an event? Our next Spark Encore is in Exmouth Market on the 26th of February. The theme, 
bad calls, stories of mistakes and tricky phone situations. Full details at sparklondon.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.